2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Before Floor, an hour before every game. Post up 5R as soon as the game ends. And plenty of other programming. Had a big hurricane's stream tonight we had a marlin stream today we had a Panthers stream the day before so we cover all the south florida sports there we do that also on five make sure you spell that one out we do not have a paywall and get the latest articles from brady hawk there and you can hear brady here on five on the floor his appearances are sponsored by our friend eric rubenstein if you're looking for a personal injury attorney this is the guy to go to he specializes in personal injury law including car accidents slip and falls medical malpractice, and more. He went to St. Thomas University right down here in South Florida. He's a huge South Florida sports fan as well. You catch him at all the heat games and everything else. So go local, go with our guy, Eric. You can trust him, 954-829-ERIC. Again, that's 954-829-ERIC. Or on Instagram, about, at, ask about me, I got you. That's ask about me, I got you. Again, 954 Eight two nine E R I C And now tonight's episode
3: Down
1: uh, five on the floor Ride for my dogs Where here's the thing you can check the score Hustle hard couple scars rain bubble frogs just like what the same you in trouble y'all kept the floor playing got a hall van y'all seen the block stop the one here Impact, we trust Inspire, have the guts. we here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, Ethan Skoldick back on five on the floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. As I mentioned, I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Alex Salito is at the game along with Alejandro Villegas. So make sure you're following their Twitter accounts, including uh, Alex's. He's going to be at the post game press conferences. The Miami Heat win tonight against the Portland Trailblazers 104 92. A game that took a bunch of twists and turns here. The big story. For the first half, was the ejection of Jimmy Butler, only the second ejection of his career, a guy who typically doesn't get into it with the officials. He was upset about kind of the play that involved Bam. Actually, was talking to one official. He seemed to be walking away, and then Courtney Kirkland, an official who I was told he has a pretty good relationship with, actually uh, tossed him out. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that uh, over the course of the pod, and probably get Eric Spolster's reaction. But with Jimmy Butler out, a team that was already without Kyle Lowry for personal reasons, second straight game for that. Tyler Hero in the protocol. so he didn't play tonight. So you're talking about three of their so-called big four, a big four that has. Not played together for more than 11 games this season. Three of those guys out tonight. And here's to me the story we can talk about Caleb Martin, and he was tremendous. And we shouldn't take it for granted that he had 26 and eight in the Jimmy Butler role, playing 32 minutes and starting the second half, or Max Struess again hitting a big late shot. Uh, and finishing the game with 15. That was his only make in the second half. And we can talk about what Dwayne Dedman did at the start of the fourth quarter, which I think was critical, kind of keeping them in the game, playing against Nurkic um, again and sort of forcing Nurkic out of the game, uh, which allowed this to happen. I tweeted, it's Bam's turn. And to me, that's the story tonight. Uh, This is Bam in Washington a couple of years ago. This is Bam in the playoffs. This is Bam finally looking around and there's no one else to help. And Greg, him doing what we do this, you know, we're hard on him because we love him. It's, it's kind of the thing. We see what, what he has in him. And we always say this. And I said this on the pod the other night, when he came back, the only guy in Bam's way is himself. And tonight he got out of the way. And that three, three minute stretch, Greg, from the seven minute Mark left in the fourth quarter until the four minute Mark was, I mean, that is what Eric Spolcher should play on an absolute loop. The next time that bam goes into a shell, because that is a top 10 player on both ends.
4: So true. And I, I can understand where in the first half, you didn't see him necessarily that aggressive. So you start to think, Oh gosh, like, is this one of those games? that's going to slip away. Um, you know, just looking at it overall, uh, Portland got 11 more three-point field goal attempts up. Like you, usually that doesn't go well just by virtue of the volume of three-point shots going up. Uh, But the heat uh, tied the rebounding battle. I thought Bam was instrumental there. He really stepped up uh, at the end of the game kind of, it it had, it had less to do for me. And I know that everyone's going to point to the fact that he, I think he scored eight straight right down the stretch. And that's what we want to see from Bam. And I think that that is like it, these are the types of games that maybe we we take for granted a little bit that that guys really start to figure out where they can pick their spots and go. But for Bam, he suffocated the Portland Trailblazers down the stretch of that game on both ends. He was everywhere. and that kind of to be able to kind of flip that switch after not being um, not having that great of a game, I guess to start, to me that's just that shows me that Bam is feeling good and it's exactly what we wanted to see. We're going get, to get into the other guys and why I think that kind of the bigs weren't really in position early on in this game to do much anyway, but yeah, man, the bam stuff, no ceiling. You
2: mentioned the guards. uh, or you mentioned the way he guarded. And there was one sequence where Simons, who, who is a player, by the way, I mean, they're, they're going to have a decision now on what direction they go. Cause Lillard's out the rest of the season. Apparently, and Simons has emerged now, um, former late first-round pick, and Simons tried to get by Bam. He tried. I mean, he he tried to shake him, and there was just no shaking him. And I, we have said before that Bam sometimes will feed off his defense into his offense, right? But you know the defense is going to be there. I mean, there were a couple of possessions that didn't even involve him that much. There's one possession, Brady, which, I mean, that Caleb Martin, P.J. Tucker, Gabe Vincent suffocation possession was ridiculous and i know you're going to break that down for tomorrow but this time you know bam translating it to offense directly and then feeding off of his own offense Um, when the ball went back he took a jumper that he missed okay and and this was the another possession that jumped out to me there was a jumper he went straight up he missed it Tucker made an incredible save to keep it in bounds. It got back out to Vincent. Vincent went back to Bam. Bam went straight to the basket. Okay. And that was, you know, again, we talk about when Nurkic is in there and playing against the bigger, big that maybe he shies away a little more. He did. He did a lot of his damage against Watkins, but that's, I mean, was it anything scheme wise, Brady, or is it just, is it just Bam seeing the situation and going?
3: I do think it's just him going, and you mentioned that play, and I actually remember that play because he was looking for the handoff right before that, and he looked to his right, and I think, I think that might have been one where the two shooters were on the floor together. He looked to his right, went for the handoff it wasn't there. He went back to his left. The handoff wasn't there. Uh, then he went into the jumper, and it missed, but it's like he went right into the jumper, so it does not matter. Like, that's all that matters in that instance. But the biggest thing here to me, like the offensive stuff is good, and I know it's all, all we talk about, and we know what it is defensively, but this was pure defensive domination like, from the entire team, but it was spearheaded by Bam. Like I know it was a lot of Gabe fronting. Uh, there was at one point, I don't know what it ended up as, but I th- I saw it was Bam and Gabe combined for eight steals. And it was like beginning of the fourth quarter. And it was like, this is just what they're doing now. And I do want to say one quick thing because it ties into Bam. And it's something I talked about a while back with Spolstra, the game against Utah, where he basically turned the whole thing around defensively in the second half because Donovan Mitchell was going crazy. He put PJ on Donovan. Uh Bam was going to go So every time they ran the pick and roll it was PJ switching on to go bear and Bam switched on to Donovan. And it pretty much shifted things in the third quarter. That's exactly what happened in this game. Like it's the exact same thing, copy and pasted and what Spo did that he put PJ Tucker on CJ McCollum. Uh Bam was on Nurkic. You as long as people are talking about Nurkic on PJ, like PJ ended up with I think it was three rebounds. That is not a stat that adds up whatsoever. If you watch a game and then look over there, because PJ Tucker creates so much room. Uh, that guys like Caleb Martin I, I saw at one point was leading the team in rebounds because he just clears people out and he gets guys, other guys get rebounds, but that move right there, bam, blocking up CJ on the perimeter and not having to worry about the backside because PJ sitting there and can clear out a Nurkic if possible. If they get an extra possession here or there, like you let that be because you just had three possessions prior where you just locked them up and they miss. Like it just felt like that's the times where you're looking at a team, as you mentioned, they don't have their thre- three of their four best players. But it's also, you know, they all don't have all the depot at this time. Kyle Lowry's a high-level defensive player. Jimmy Butler's their second-best defender on this team behind Bam Adebayo. Like they don't have their defensive talent. Obviously, they have defensive talent like Gabe and Caleb right behind them. But this is just an incredible way for Bam, uh, just to spearhead things defensively, as you mentioned, and create things offensively. It just felt like defensively he was everywhere. Like every time you looked over, he was in a play, making deflection, making a steal. That this was just totally him putting his uh, fingerprints on this game
2: you imagine what they're going to be when they have them all healthy defensively? I mean, we're, we're looking at what Caleb and Gabe are doing together with Bam and Tucker. Now that's four. Then you get Lowry and you get Butler and you get Oladipo. I mean, you have seven elite defenders, seven elite defenders. What Heat team in history, and they've had some great defensive teams, and we'll, we'll get into those. I mean, obviously you know, the, 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 uh, the big three heat were monster defensively, but mostly because of just the havoc they created in the passing lanes and how they transitioned that to their offense, uh, with Dwayne and, and LeBron sort of leading it. Uh, but they didn't have as many, I mean, I mean, Shane was a terrific positional defender. Bosch was, was great. Once he kind of developed that in terms of blitzing the pick and rolls, you know, Chris Anderson, you know, was, was a pretty decent shot blocker Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers were good point of attack defenders, but not like they didn't have this. Okay. And then, you go back to the late 90s which were obviously elite elite teams that ground you down right and zoe all-time elite defender right but then look at the rest of the roster pj was a plus defender obviously bruce bowen was a plus defender uh dan marley was but more for his physicality because there was some age there but hardaway was not mash was not uh vashon leonard was really not i mean this is this is different greg i mean what they can do to you defensively like and and i know i want to get back to bam but just i'm watching this like uh, portland had no (laughs) chance they just had
4: no chance on most of those possessions none The, the, the versatility is unmatched and i think spolstra's ability to creatively use that versatility shouldn't be underrated and and there was that play you referenced it earlier where gabe dove for the ball and got a loose ball Gabe has a guaranteed contract for next year. If you think Eric Spolstra is not saying, look, this guy has guaranteed money and he is diving on the floor like his NBA life depends on it. Like that, that kind of personifies all of these guys that they've found. And um, and that's like the difference between a guy kind of diving for the ball and a guy literally laying out his body to grab a basketball like that's the kind of stuff. That I think when you get all of the talent back and then the talent for talent is equal or in like games like tonight against Portland, you would have had superior talent. That's the kind of stuff that in the playoffs shows up, uh, particularly when the games get physical, when the intensity level goes up. Um, so I, I I think that they couldn't be happier with all of these guys. Dwayne Deadman included. I don't think we should. He was great tonight. Uh, how great he came in when when Bam kind of was still getting his feet underneath him. Uh, Deadman was a steadying force. And I know that they were screaming for Omer uh, for some of those offensive droughts.
2: Again, I like Omer, but there's something that Deadman provides with this particular group where he just fits perfectly. and And he has given you some of those stretches where he just dives to the rim. He makes himself available. He's got good hands. And he finishes. And, and really, that's all you're asking him to do offensively. He does all the other stuff. He screen sets. Uh, he, he sort of mimics so much of what Tucker does, which I think is why I, at least this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp H E L P dot slash Miami Heat.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In terms of the screen setting and the, the selfless stuff, which I think is why they fit they fit so well together. Uh, the other thing that, that sort of jumped out, and there's some other things I want to get to in the second half of the pod, but the other thing that jumped out to me tonight, too, is that we talk about these role guys like Tucker, uh, excuse me, like uh, Caleb and Struess and Vincent. Uh, But the thing about it, you know, beyond what Martin and and Vincent are providing defensively is offensively. When those guys are out there, the ball moves. It really does. Like, and and it is a noticeable difference compared to when sort of Jimmy and Bam are out there together. And there's a little bit of sort of pounding uh, that's going on there in terms of, uh, you know, just a little bit more one-on-one play and that kind of stuff. But but I really thought that jumped out in the first half and that kind of kept them afloat for a period of time until the defense could take over at the end of the game. All right. I, I want to pose sort of a philosophical question here about BAM when we come back, because I, I want to get back to the BAM topic. And then we do have to talk, Caleb, because I, I don't want to take a 26 and eight game for granted for a two way contract. This is ludicrous. And we're going to have to we're gonna do an episode soon. How do they keep this guy long-term? I, I think we're at that point, and we always get it at this point with guys at the Heat, fine, but we will break down the mechanics of that, not just this season, but into the future on a future episode. Before we do, what's will tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is where you go for all your daily fantasy. It's prizepicks.com. Put down an initial deposit. You can go up to a hundred bucks. They will match it up to a hundred bucks. You don't have to play a hundred dollars at the first try. You can play 20. You can play 10. You can play flex play, sort of go halfway in. You can play power play, but make that deposit, check out the boards. Um, Tonight. I don't know that our advice would have paid off for you that well, because we went Jimmy over on points that didn't work out, but but some of the other ones did Uh, go to prizefix.com. Use the code five. We should have gone for technicals uh, over one and a half and we would have hit that one. Uh, but go to prizepix.com that's the daily fantasy partner of the Five Reasons sports Network and of course you can pair different players from different teams but also from different sports. So if you're a panther fan, if uh, you're if you're a if you're a, you know, if you're a dolphin fan, you got to play the NFL games uh, this weekend. but pair them all together and just have some fun with it. go to prizepix.com use the code 5. and of course we always mention to you, our product codes. Okay. Five is five, five RSN. That's the number that's the product code. It's the number five RSN. You can get your premium CBD 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. That's all kinds of premium CD, whether it's the tincture or the gummies or anything else that they have there on the site. And also if you're an endurance athlete, check out get This is our new sponsor, get salis.com, get salis.com. Replace your electrolytes in a natural way. You'll be able to run longer and uh, you'll feel a lot better. So check out gets for 10% off with our product code five R S N philosophical question for you, Greg. We like these. Do you think that Eric Spolstra, because he's always thinking big picture you're in the moment you're in a game, you're pissed at Courtney Kirkland, Uh, You don't want your best player going out, obviously, you know, at the spur of the moment when you already don't have your point guard and you don't have your sixth man of the year, okay? But do you think in the big picture that after it happens that Eric is thinking, good, good, we can't rely on Jimmy down the stretch to make the free throws, which is the way that he kind of settles those games down. We got one of our stars left. I feel like you need these games when you go on. Do you think that Eric Spoelstra deep down is saying to Chris Quinn or to Malik Allen or to Anthony Carter, any other guys on the bench, okay, this is a growth experience for us, and this is a growth experience for number 13?
4: Definitely, particularly because they won. But I, <laughs> I would be lying if I said – Spolstra is signing up for many 17 minute Kyle guy games going forward, particularly the way he looked tonight. So I don't want to give too much of that. This is just how Spolstra would have drawn it up. But I do think that there's legs to the idea of of Bam. This was a game, Ethan, to your point, like he looks around at the rest of this roster once jamie got ejected and there is just no doubt i mean there he probably made <clears throat> more money per year than the other four guys he was on the court with the majority of the night tonight so there was no doubt that they needed Ram to, to show what he showed tonight and so yes i think that the the short answer is absolutely where i thought you were going to go with that question is should Spolstra have backed Jimmy Butler up and gotten tossed out of this game too because I thought that that second technical was such BS. It's almost like each ref teed up Jimmy for the first incident separately Mm. and then Mm. those two technicals added up to two. Um, and I thought Spolstra was going to take one for the team with his superstar and get and get ejected as well. But you I'm know, glad you went it, the other direction.
2: It's an interesting thought there. I, I, first thing, I, we'll have to. Well, we may never find out what Jimmy actually said, but it, I, I have to think because uh, it is a veteran official. So I'm going to give Courtney Kirkland some benefit of the doubt here. He's not known as like a Tony Brothers type or one of sort of the hotheads who's or a Joey Crawford from back in the day. Um and Tony Brothers isn't a hothead. He just makes a lot of bad calls. Uh, but but Courtney, Courtney, he's fairly respected. OK, and I know Jimmy respects him. I, I checked this out. It, it, I think it it had to be something extremely personal is, is the only thing that I can think of uh, that would have led to that. There are certain guys like Bill Kennedy and others they they don't do that unless it's something extremely personal. So we may find out we may not find out. But here's the reason I don't think he had to do it tonight. I think there are certain times that a coach will do that. If he feels like he needs to get control of his team, like he needs to get the respect of his team. I don't think Eric needs to do that with this team. I I don't think it's necessary for him to get that ejection. I've seen coaches do that. I've heard of coaches who do that, who they're just trying to show their team. I'm the tough guy. I have your back. I I feel like this team knows that Eric has their back um, because Again, and Jimmy, there's obviously a symbiotic relationship between the two of them. But as I've said many times, these role players, alpha role players are not, which they showed again tonight that they are, they owe their careers to Eric. I, I don't I don't think he has good to point stand up for them uh in that way all right, Ray, right i'm gonna to go to you here to close and, and again check out our sponsors PrizePicks.com. use the code five therapist and gets the use the code 5 rsn and of course check out if you have any kind of issues uh personal injury issues eric rubenstein one uh not, well not one i'm sorry 954 you can really dial the one uh 829 eric is where you go on that check out his instagram page it's very entertaining ask ask about me i got you um You'll see a lot of Rick Ross actually on the, on the page. I, I, I kind of want to meet Rick Ross. I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Eric about this, Brady. Let me go to you about, uh, about this one. Um, when you look at this team and you look at all the options that they have, but more so than that, when you look at the way that they handle themselves now down the stretch of games, which is something that was a question, but they've had a few of these lately and they've figured out ways to close them. Does this just look like a June team to you?
3: Definitely. And we're talking about the guys that are what 11, 12, 13 on the roster that looked like a June team that could be probably playing on a June team. That's the crazier part about this because they have to make decisions uh, going forward. It's full stress to make decisions, but I do want to say particularly specifically about this game. There were a couple of things uh, and it's something I, I replied to you, Greg, about this the other day when, when Gabe was starting and they, they treat Gabe like Kyle when they don't have Kyle. And I think that says a lot about this team, but it also says a lot about Gabe that they can trust him in those spots. I feel like specifically talking about straight improvements, this is a guy that has improved his handle to another level. And that's why he's able to kind of do, get to these different spots on the floor and get to the rim and make these different reads. But the difference is his vision is at another level right now too, where he's becoming this playmaker when he's not Kyle Lowry, but he can play to the level of a Kyle Lowry light because you look at Dwayne Dedman you touched on him getting the eight points to start the fourth. I think every one of those points in one way was from Gabe Vincent. It was mm-hmm. a, you know, a pick and roll from Gabe, the, the one you mentioned he dove on the floor. Every one of them was Gabe feeding him. Uh, that's just the boost he gives you. And that's not even talking about defensively. Like This is just offensive end. We always talk about the, the three coming along eventually this other stuff seems more important to note. Like it feels like now the three is a given that it doesn't even matter if he's shooting it at a decent level. Like he's giving you this other parts of his game that we didn't know about. That's just coming along. Caleb, you know, we have to mention him, the 26 points. Uh, you mentioned him plugging in, in Jimmy Butler's role and it has. he's done that to another level where he's able to kind of play it a similar way. And he did that in the third quarter. But the interesting thing to me is that he's plugged not only Jimmy's role, but he's plugged probably every guy on this team's role. Like, he's played mm-hmm. in different spots of the floor and in different roles all season. And even in this game, there were times, I, I could probably count four to five of them, where he got put in the dunker spot role when P.J. wasn't on the floor, and he just made an incredible pass to the opposite corner or a little flip pass inside to man Like, that was just happening continuous, that there's a plug-and-play guys that can fill certain guys' role because they, they're just that similar type of player. But there's also plug-and-play guys that are just this versatile that you can put on anybody on the floor defensively and also put anywhere offensively. And that's why this guy, I feel like is in the rotation long-term. Like when you talk about trying to figure out to flip a a contract, this is an Eric Spilcher guy. I feel like we say that a lot Mm -hmm. about certain defensive guys, but there is a certain uh, just realm around him that you can put him anywhere on both ends of the floor and you can trust him down the stretch. And he's done that since probably the first in, in between the first 10 games of the season, he was trusting him down the stretch of games, even when they were healthy. So there's just different parts of this. I think Max gave them a decent boost early to kind of get them in this position. I think that was kind of a helpful, but I think Gabe and Caleb are the main parts, just the defensive parts that they held that I think they needed to kind of stay in this game. But offensively, these guys are showing enough right now that it's making small Obviously we say it's a good problem, but it's still a problem. Like it's still something that he has to make decisions upon and it's getting harder by the day to make these decisions.
2: You know, you, you mentioned uh, that they're trusting, uh, Gabe to be Kyle they're trusting Caleb to be Jimmy they're trusting Max to be Duncan they're basically trusting guys to just fill these roles of players with bigger pedigrees Um, and I think they trusted Kyle Guy to be Tyler tonight that didn't work out as well but, but to be Bam and O'Mare to be Bam that did work out at times uh, not defensively maybe but they are trusting these guys but look Caleb Martin is not Jimmy Butler obviously there, there's a whole other element that comes with Jimmy's game and just the IQ and the intel you know everything that he brings the physicality but I'll say this Jimmy doesn't have Caleb's first step I mean that that drive for the baseline man like what the I hell was the that don't
4: think he got hops either Caleb's got some hops now
2: I wow. I mean I I <laughs> The, but yeah, the hops, I mean, we've seen, but that first, I mean, that's a lightning first step. I mean, I've seen some first steps. I covered Dwayne's early career. Like that is something like that. That. Wow. Anyway. Um, so there we are. Uh. You know, the heat are. I guess, are they in the one seed now, Greg, what do we know? What, what is the, what is the percentage so,
4: point? So I know I hit you with this late breaking news right now on the NBA app. Miami is in the one seed by literally a 10th of a percentage point, 644 winning percentage over 643 by Chicago, but they may or may not have added Chicago's victory tonight. Um, so, but for right now and all that matters is the now the heater in the one seed on NBA.com folks. Well, there you go. As we speak,
2: by the way, um, I just want to tell you the level of maturity from some uh, broadcasters around the country. Our friend Eddie Jones, uh, excuse me, Eddie Johnson. (laughs) Just check out his feed tonight. Uh, The former former Suns guard, who, by the way, was once was a guest a couple times on my on my radio show. So I've talked to Eddie before, but just check out Jump Shot Eight if you want to see a little bit of jealousy from other teams around the league about what the Heat have going on tonight. I'm I'm sure you caught it, Greg. Anyway, everybody have a good night. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Actually, we got a special episode coming up tomorrow. Uh, Chris Herring, who is one of the best NBA writers in the country, a a friend of mine and and uh, somebody I've been looking forward to getting on the podcast again. He came out with a new book uh, called Blood in the Garden, uh, which is about the New York Knicks in the 90s, which means it's a lot about Pat Riley. So we're gonna have a lot of Pat Riley conversations tomorrow on the podcast Uh, as we get you ready again for the game against Atlanta on Friday night. And we'll have that game staff too. Our Gadiel Cartagena is going to be up there in Atlanta. Have a good night, everybody.
4: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies,